Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, a very warm welcome to Premier League Daily Night 11 in the books. And we are back to dissect everything on a night, really, where, if you want my honest opinion, I very rarely give uh, hot takes at the start of the show, but I will give a hot take and say, I think three of the top four on finals night are already sorted. Whatever order they're going to be in, I don't know. But I think that three of the top four are all sorted and the other five are fighting for that one spot left in the finals night welcome along then to online darts's review of night 11 of the premier league we've got five more nights to go after this we've got one more night tomorrow before we hit the uh, final block on the 24th of may and the fans will be back the premier league playoffs night is sold out we're going to be there on, i'm going to be there on thursday and friday can't wait another person who is going to be there with me on thursday i'm going to be there on wednesday joins us on the pod tonight. My name is Jada Thetan. Cam McFarlane joins us here. Cam, a very good evening, mate. Um, it's nice to know that we're actually going to be in the same room recording a pod soon, but uh, your overall thoughts on night 11 of this Premier League? Well, firstly, yeah, well, how exciting is it that we're going to be in the same room, not just recording a pod, but with other fans watching the darts. It's going to be... I'm so excited. I literally cannot I can't wait. wait. I genuinely cannot wait. Like I, I'm already counting down the days. I've marked it off on my calendar at work. It's just, I'm just so excited just to be back in a venue and to have an online darts table on the Thursday night where we're all sat together, the four of us. Oh, it's just going to be wonderful. <laughs> tonight's action, though. Tonight's action. It started really well, didn't it? Yeah, and then there was some not so good, and there was some some decent that turned to not so good, and yeah, that's we should probably start with the good. 
<laughs> well, Dimitri Vandenberg was fantastic. <laughs> you're leaving it. Very, you're being a very, very generous fan when you're saying that. Uh, joining us as well, though, here on the pod is Luke Pickering. Luke, very well, welcome back, mate. Uh, overall thoughts on Night 11. Uh, do you think that we've seen three of the top four potentially in the uh, already booked their place at finals night? I think so. Looking at the way the points are going to be divided out in the last few weeks, I think, yeah, I think we've probably seen three of the top four. And to be fair, there was, there's some good showing from all three of them tonight, even despite two of them had to play against each other. But there was still a good performance from both players in that match. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best night overall. Not the best one we've seen. But still, you know, coming up to the end of the Premier League, we're still seeing some good action every night. This block play has worked out well. We, we have seen a decent standing all the way through. So, yeah. Kudos to the Premier League and the PDC for doing this because we've managed to get a full-on Premier League and it is nice that in the next time we see this Premier League happen, obviously, uh, forgetting tomorrow, we will have fans at the venue. I cannot wait for that. It's really exciting and hopefully the players will thrive off it. Certainly the case. Uh, and uh, let's go through then what's happened on night 11. And we start, Luke, with the, with the fact that we have three players on 15 points after... 11 games. The uh, the magic number normally to get you into a playoffs is 19. Uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, after getting humped last night by Michael Van Gerwen, comes back and uh, produces a very, very good performance against Nathan Aspinall. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't an easy match to win because Aspinall, to be fair to him, played well himself. I think what we've now got to look at, for, as far as Dimitri's concerned, he's on 15 points. He's already played Aspinall and MBG. So, realistically, the last five games are all the players that, uh, that are fighting for a chance. Yes, they're going to be hungry, but he should have had his hardest matches out of the way. So, we should be all but safe in saying that Dimitri Vandenberg will be there on finals night. But can he win it? That's the big question. He did play well tonight. You know, he showed his mettle. Aspinall's probably going to be in them playoffs, and who knows? He might, he might end up running once again. But that's two from two against, against Aspinall from Dimmy so far in this Premier League. And he just looks... He just looks like a champion in weight and he just looks like he could win anything. I really do back his ability. Um, and yeah, tonight it was another good one. Eight six, a nice and tight battle, but he, he got over the line. Yeah, Cam, this is the big thing for me because, look, I, I've said on this pod, I think from night four, I said Dimitri van der Berg looks like a Premier League champion in waiting. And I'm glad that Luke's coming around. You know, he's also agreeing with me because, you know, I'm, I'm always right, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever got a pick wrong? Uh, no, I can't remember it. James Wade winning the UK Open, Dirk van Dijvenboda winning the uh, uh, winning the <laughs> Super Series, going Price winning the World Championships, Mark van Gogh winning the players. I- I'm I'm doing pretty well actually on picks. So uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I picked Mark van Gogh to win this Premier League. So we'll come on to that another another time. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in another series, on a serious serious note though, I, I-, I want to touch on Vandenberg's ability on the checkouts because it wasn't just the fact that he was 8 of 13 on the outer ring tonight. It was the fact that particularly when he had his last start in hand, he was absolutely sensational. He had three last start in hand where he didn't actually, where he had to hit it with the last start in hand. Otherwise, Aspinall was on a makeable out shot and he only had one shot at a double. There were five or six, I think it was five actually, five attempts um, uh, uh, double with the last start in hand that he managed to find as well to keep ahead at 8-6. Because when you get that break, as he did early on at 2-1, it is so difficult to keep ahead. But 102.8 average plays 103.3. Demi having the 102.8, Nathan having the 103.3. 
it was checkouts and the way that he managed to do that with a last start in hand that got him over the line. And as I say, I think has got him to a spot on finals night at the MK at the Marshall Arena. Yeah, I I think he'll be there as well. Um, I it was it was sensational at times the way he finished. I mean, Nathan never let him off at any point. He kept him under pressure. Like the number of times that the pair of them left to finish after nine or were on a very manageable finish after twelve, and the other and then I mean Nathan's at fifty percent of his doubles again, which He's still at that level for the entire tournament. And he just was always just about kept at arm's length by Dimmy, who, like you said, those three finishes were Nathan had him bang under, under pressure on his own throw. I think Nathan on all of them was on a two-darter. Mm. And the last dart, it wasn't just that he hit them. He just never looked like missing them. Every single one of them went right smack bang in the middle of the double as well. It was just like like it was easy for him. I mean, the um, 136 in particular. The oh, the 136. It was never, was ever missing. From that no, first treble 20, it had got, it was already done. He might as well have just called game at that point. It was. It just never looked like it was going to miss, and he just never looked flustered. He he threw at a good pace again tonight, and when he when he does, he's just so good to watch, isn't he? He really, really is. Quick word on um, Asp though, Luke. Um, obviously, he's still top of the league, only by on, by one leg, which we will come on to the top to the the Premier League and how it looks in a bit. But he can afford to have a defeat. Because he's basically done the hard work in the first block. It's very, it's very Glenn Durrant from twenty twenty of him. Probably the right yeah, words to use. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fair, it's a fair analogy to use. And the fact that really a lot of people have been writing him off before this tournament started, and here he is after week week eleven or night eleven, and he's he's top of the league. He's done really well. I was impressed as well with his scoring. You know, he's, he's not a huge scorer, but tonight he played really well. I think he did keep. Uh, Demetrio under pressure all match. I was I was really impressed with him. I think he was just a little bit unlucky. You know, we've both said there, Vandenberg is probably the man to beat. So if you're going to lose to anyone, it's probably going to be Vandenberg. But it gives him. He's got more than enough time to get another couple wins under his belt, get himself in them final that final night, and then it's all just about recomposing yourself. You know, you can afford a loss in the league stage, but when it comes down to it, he is going under pressure. He is good with the fans, and I think that might all come to fruition. Who knows? Maybe he does get a Premier League title. Someone wasn't writing him off. By the way, mm. just throw that out there. Some, <laughs> somebody tipped him up at the, at the start of the tournament. Um, and yeah, I, I thought he played really well again tonight. Uh, the 180 hitting, when he when he gets it going, is, is magical. We know he's always going to be one of them players that goes off a little bit at times. He has the odd bad leg that he chucks in there. But tonight, he was probably the width of the wire on the bullseye for the 1-3-2 yes. away from winning that match. Yes, I totally agree with you. That one through two was a was a massive, massive moment in the game. You only tipped him up because he's from Stockport, though. You're, <laughs> you, you're like you're a lanky lad, anyway, as it is. And the only reason why you tipped him up because he's from Stockport, basically your ends. We we all know I'm a big fan of the Asp. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't particularly tip him up because I was overly confident in his. In his... I did think he was good value, though. I thought he was really good value at the start. I think he's still good value now at five to one. I mean, I think he's actually been pushed out back to eleven to two. He's, yeah, he's gone out a little bit after tonight. 
tremendous value. But, 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 but we need to talk about the man who is second favourite for this title, Dimitri Vandenberg, a huge win after the defeat to Marco Van Gerwen last night. Basically, in my, in my opinion, and the two of us as well, and the two that join us here on the pod, basically think that that gets into finals night. Let's hear from him now in his press conference. Dimitri, congratulations. A really impressive performance tonight and a very good bounce back win after last night. You must be very happy with that. I am so happy. Um, I walked upstairs. I looked over to the screen. I saw the averages and the averages kind of showed that that's what I felt in the game. It was such a strong game. Not, not him or me gave in. And after the fourth leg, I never lost my throw again. And I think that was a big thing to do. Like a, a 136, the 80, the 67, and then the last leg. Um, yeah, that 180 was a big shot. I'm, I'm so proud. I'm very proud, especially after last night against Mike. Played a terrific game, but couldn't do anything about it. You touched on the game there. Leg three, when you broke, and like you said, you were almost dark perfect. Is that the maturity you're now showing, that when you're in these winning positions, you just know how to manage the situation? I do acknowledge the situation in darts. I've always could. It's just um, a matter of if it's going to happen, if it's my moment, yes or no. But, um, yeah, I'm so proud that I'm actually doing what I am capable of. I'm putting in the work, I'm working hard, and it's paying off. And you know what? Being in the situation at the Premier League, I never expected it to be in this situation, but I'm so proud of it, and I'm just going to keep digging in. I'm going to give 100% every game again. But most of all, I'm enjoying the experience, and I'm learning a lot. You touched on the Michael game last night. When you got back to your hotel room, how did you reflect on it? Because you played very, very well. You just ran into Michael in one of those moods. Well, it wasn't even the reflection back in the hotel room, but more the reflection uh, downstairs when I saw my manager because he obviously watched the game and I was like, what happened there? And he was like, well, when you had only one treble in a visit, you had two trebles in a visit, you had two darts on a ball, you didn't check it. But... At the end of the day, Michael played brilliant and he overclassed you in scores. Um, and then he told me, you finished on 106 average. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, then I actually haven't really done much wrong. I know most of the game, 106 average is scoring wise. But still, if you're playing every turn a treble, you are close to the 100 mark. So I'm, I'm proud. And I said to myself, you've got to take the positives. You've got to work hard. And I knew from the beginning that Nathan wasn't an easy opponent because me and him... We have played many different games and he's one of them that digs in as well, never gives up. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very happy that once again, I come on top of Nathan and get myself that win in uh, the Premier League. So another big win and two points on the ranking. And how much confidence did you take from your Super Series win as well, coming back to the Premier League? Uh, the Super Series win was pretty much um, unexpected because my semi-final wasn't so great. And then I had to play Dirk. The day before, he already won it. And for some reason, um, yeah, I've got in front. I let him come back. I've got in front again. He come back to seven all. And then the last, like, yeah, I had seven perfect darts. And I was like, I finished it. And I was like, okay, I need to go to the toilet now, come back. And then I had my chance to talk. And I was like, wow. I played brilliant in the first four games in that last day, but I never stepped up after that. Even though I had a big game against Scott Mitchell, 97 is still strong. But semi-final, I think that's what a little bit messed up my mind because Danny, unfortunately, never showed up. And, well, it's not, not disrespectful, but it was an easy win, you know? 
So I, I think I wasn't so strong before the like the final started, but yeah, it's it's a long awaiting win finally. <laughs> Dimitri, congratulations on the performance and the results tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hi, Dimitri, congratulations on the result tonight. Um, when we spoke to Nathan last night, he predicted that in the future with his crystal ball, that Dimitri and Nathan would be one and two in the world, that would be the big new Phil versus Ray or Gary versus Michael. Do you see that yourself as well? Well, I'm ne never ever going to say he's wrong because Nathan has that ability. He has this quality in him that he shows again and again and again. And you know what? He's not for a reason in the top 10 of the world. He's playing brilliant games, big wins, big finishes, like very um, tense moments. And he produced it. So it's, it's insane what he does. And you know what? I believe so. that. And to add with Nathan, I'm also going to add Luke Humphries. I'm also going to add Callum Ritz, uh, Roby John Rodriguez. And I'm even sure that I'm, I'm missing a few guys, but these guys played in the development system. Oh, you know what? Dirk van der Border. I'm going to see him in the future at the Premier League because he just plays phenomenal darts. And you know what? I'm, I'm very curious what the, the future is going to bring. But at the moment, I'm in the Premier League. And I'm so much enjoying this experience. Do you feel as we go on that you're getting more and more belief that you've got you've stayed up there now and now you're sort of getting over each each match is another hurdle? Do you feel suddenly now I'm gonna win this? I can do this. I, I kind of feel that I have the the tournament, my game in control, and I don't wanna let that grip go. I don't wanna let it go. I just wanna keep performing, I wanna keep doing well, I'm gonna keep giving hundred percent. And I just hope that every time again I go up that stage and I'm going to be feeling strong. And you know what? Today, I definitely showed that I do. I'm saying I'm feeling confident and I've showed that I've got confidence. So I'm so proud of myself. And yeah, my head is held high. And especially the last few weeks slash months, I'm only thinking positive. And I worked hard on my leg and it's going, in, going into the good direction. That's all I can say. Hard work pays off. Good stuff. Listen, well done tonight. And thanks for your time. Cheers to me. Thank you very much, Mr. Lenning. Dimitri, congratulations on the win tonight. Um, just following up from the, the earlier point you made there about the various players coming through, do you feel that we are starting to see a changing of the guard in the sport now? It could be. It could be. But at the last Super Series, Robert Thornton, player that hasn't had a scorecard, he come in there and he played a fantastic week. So that just tells me it doesn't matter who you play. Never, ever underestimate anyone, but just be focused on yourself. Because Robert... Had a fantastic week. And you know what? I'm very pleased for him because he's still, in my eyes, one of the best players. He's a UK Open uh, former champion. So even though the youth is coming through, I think it's because they know what's ahead of them. They know what kind of career you can have. But you never have to forget that the old rods, sorry guys, I'm only seeing it as an example. You never have to forget about them because they're fantastic players too and they'll never give up and they'll, they're great fighters. The likes of Robert Thornton, Steve Beaton, never give up. It's fantastic. And congratulations also on your players' championship success last week. Um, were you growing a little bit tired of, of hearing the pundits saying Dimitri needs to be doing a little bit more on the floor and does that feel like a monkey off your back sort of now? To be honest, I always agreed with what people were saying. I have the game. I didn't step up and our last one, uh, the Super Series, I managed to win it. And I was like, you know, I was feeling finally, I had my chances, I let the chances go. But at the end of the day, you just got to remember, it doesn't matter how great you're playing. Before I played that day, I had 23 games 
and I had an overall average of 95 or more. And my opponents had a 94 or more. So I've, I've been playing fantastic darts, but it just wasn't wow. happening. And all of a sudden, the last day it happened, I made it happen. I worked hard. I fought. I had my chances. I took my chances. And then, yeah, an 8-7 win over Dirk van Davenborder. And finally, my first win on the, the four tournaments. I'm very proud. And, yeah, obviously unexpected. But, wow, you know, wow. It, it's a dream coming true for me as well. Well, to make you thanks very much and well done again tonight. Thank you. Um, congratulations on the win tonight, Demi. Um, how much does it mean that you've you've been able to beat the table topper in Nathan Aspinall? Because he's a player that's gone particularly under the radar in, in this year's tournament. Well, for me, it doesn't matter who I'm playing in the PDC Premier League, no one's going under the radar. Everybody here is, for some reason, in the Premier League. Either they won a major, they're in the top four of the world, which means they're a consistent performers. Um, they're runners-up in major tournaments. You never underestimate any one of them, and I'll never do. And you know what? I think that's one of the reasons why I'm playing strong and I'm game after game performing and giving 100%. So even though Nathan didn't win against me and people think he's on the radar, for me, he definitely isn't because he's the future. And you've talked a little bit about the Players' Championship um, final with, with Dirk van Dijvenbode. What was the, the experience of the final like there? I mean, was it nerves in the latter stages with a, a possible first Pro Tour win or were you just excited to get over the line? Uh, to be honest, I didn't really felt much nerves because the overall Super Series in Germany, I played very well. So mm. my overall feeling was that I was capable, that I am strong. I'm given 100%. And yeah, in that final, I've played two finals before on the floor tournament. So I had the experience. I knew what was going on. But this time, after the 7-7, seven, seven, it was my luck that I started the, uh, the 15th leg and I took it out in 13. Otherwise, I might have lost it because Dirk can play a 15 darts on his leg easily as well. So I think it was just my time to finally be a winner on the floor tournaments. Thank you very much for your time, Demi, and congratulations on tonight. Thank you very much, guys. Everybody stay safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll, we'll catch you later, right? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Dimitri Vandenberg there with the win. It moved him onto 15 points. It kept Asp on 15 points. And Michael Van Gerwen had a chance to go top of the league and join them on 15 points. He didn't go top. He is behind by one leg, Cam. But this game... After the heights of last night where he was hitting 117, ended up with a 110, 
this is a very gritty win, I think is probably the right word to use against a Johnny Clayton that we normally expect better from. But tonight, each, uh, uh, everyone has those games where you're not at the races. But once again, it's Van Gerwen hitting a massive average and then only averaging 98, 95.8. It's probably the best, of, the best performance off the back of a, of a huge average that we've seen in this Premier League. But MVG will not give a damn because he's got two points and he's booked himself a place at finals night. Yeah, I feel a little bit like I've got deja vu all over again. Like, how many times has this happened in this Premier League so far? It seems to have been every other night that he's gone comfortably ton plus, followed by distinctly average. But tonight, that was all he needed. And there probably was another gear if he needed it. If Johnny had pushed him a little bit more, it might have just clicked in. Like, if you look at the first game... They started off a little bit. The first couple of legs weren't fantastic, but then they both pushed each other on from there. I don't think Johnny ever did that tonight with with Michael, and he he never had to kick into an extra gear, other than the odd leg where they got back sort of level and he chucked in a decent one. I think there was more in the tank tonight, but it was, again, that same thing of last night he's back. Tonight, he's falling out of the top four like it's it's almost like it's like a different Van Gogh in terms of every other night what are your thoughts on this one Luke a huge win uh, for him uh, and it was also a bit of a surprise in his press conference with Sky afterwards calling all the rest of the players boring yeah, this that that would be sort of a typical Peter Wright move. It's not the sort of move that I would have seen coming from Van Gerwen, but hey ho, you know he was a master of the mind games at one point. Maybe this is his attempt to reign supreme once again. I mean, I felt like a body coach analyst, body language analyst, watching him tonight. Think, you know what? I genuinely think Mike Van Gerwen believes Johnny Clayton is the best player in the world right now, and I know that sounds a little bit. A little bit random because Gerwin Price is the world champion. But I honestly believe that win for him tonight was basically beating the world number one in his eyes. The way he reacted, the roars coming from him, he really looked, that was the closest I've seen him look back to the sort of 2016-17 Van Gerwen because he really, really enjoyed that one. But I, I think he needed that more than anyone could imagine. I think that was probably the biggest win we'll see in the Premier League because of how highly regarded Johnny Clayton is in Mike Van Gerwen's eyes at the minute. But it was, it was gritty. It was the old Van Gerwen in some sense. You know, he did get over the line. That's the sort of performance that Van Gerwen has to be pulling out all the time. But it, it was just enough. But I just couldn't believe how vicious and and how angry and the, just but focused and determined he looked tonight. It was good. It was it was nice to see because a, a fire in Van Gerwen is something that we want in the sport. It's all well and good when we want to see a little bit of a, a couple of players winning tournaments. But at the same time, you want someone there is the man to beat and, and he was the man to beat for so long we want to see him back to some sort of form but it, it looks like he's getting there for me he, he did look better tonight this is the big thing as well stay with you Luke and Cam coming off the back of this around your thoughts around the comments from MBG calling everybody boring and um, those boring players that uh, have taken a few points off him let's not forget in this Premier League um, your thoughts on Clayton, though, you talked about there being the best player in the world. And, you know, for a while, there was an argument to be made there. I think he's slowly coming off the boil a little bit since probably the UK Open defeat to Ritaisky. Um, But the big thing for me on this 
is that he now drops out of the top four with that loss. Now, look, it's only on leg difference. There's only a three leg difference. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But how important is it that he goes and gets the job done tomorrow against the Asp to get himself back in the hunt for that top four? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a difficult run with with uh, having Van Gogh and then Aspinall straight away. And, and as you say, you know, the, the form's dropping off. But at the same time, had we looked at this at the start of the Premier League and, you know, it really was one of the form the form horses. So we should still not count on. He's still got a lot of pedigree, Johnny Clinton. If he can get it, if he can get his act together tomorrow against Aspinall, then I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he doesn't make the, the top four. I still think he's, uh, even though he's outside the top four right now, he's still probably the favourite for me to get that fourth position. So a lot of fighting left to do for him. Again, it wasn't the perfect night tonight. His scoring boots, he just didn't have them. No one is, is very poor from Johnny Clayton. It's not what we've come to expect in the last couple of weeks. But I, I still think there's some fight left in him. Yeah, I'm not, not so sure that he's the favourite right now for that, for that fourth spot. You look at tonight, which I don't want to get ahead of ourselves into what's going on, but going into tomorrow, you, he could very well be. He's playing the guy top of the league and then the player just above him has a much, much easier game if you base it on tonight's action. And to be honest, we also know that James Wade has a very good record against the Green Machine. So James Wade, who I predicted to go out <laughs> um, a few a few nights ago to be relegated, I think he's bang in there now. <laughs> <laughs> which shows what I know as much as anything else well yeah but you know look, we'll talk about that a little bit later uh, we'll talk about the next actually about that about that one um, MVG is he back and more importantly than that do we think that those comments that he made are going to backfire on him because we always say in, uh, about other players, and Van Gogh is no exception, absolutely fine to talk like that, but you have to back it up. And I'll be honest, saying that the saying about trying to uh, what what was the what was the uh, the quote? Give me one second while I find the quote. Uh, he said, "I have to create games all by myself because most of my opponents they're not really nice to watch. They are a bit boring." Um, Averaging 95 in a in a game is not very interesting, if you want me to be honest. Averaging 110 is fantastic, but a 95.8 average is not what I would call exciting. No, it wasn't 95.8 where he had five legs where he threw in 10 180s and then fell off in the other one. So there was at least some excitement. It was average for the entire part of it, except for two decent finishes. Like... I think, I mean, maybe I've got this wrong here. Maybe I'm seeing something that other people don't. But I I don't really see it. I don't think Dimitri Vandenberg's boring to watch at all. I think he's been brilliant throughout this tournament. Nathan Aspinall's never boring to watch because he always seems to be in a fight, even when he doesn't play particularly well. Jose has his... His issues, but he's certainly not boring. That's one thing that you can't level at him. There's always a level of interest with the man. And Gary Anderson is probably the least boring of the lot, especially when he's playing well. Yeah, indeed, that might be the case. Um, I, 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 we'll move it on. And Johnny Clayton, 
he's outside the top four after that loss. And Cam, I'm going to come to you first. Have you calmed down now from what happened in the second game of the night, the third game we're going to talk about between Jose de Sousa and James Wade? Because de Sousa, 6-2 up, and he draws the game. Misses four match starts. But it's very rare that you can fall away like a, off a cliff like that and still have a really good night. Because for the first time in his Premier League career, he's now in the top four. Yeah, um, I'm at risk of sounding like a broken record when it comes to Jose de Souza. <laughs> Every single time on the pod, I, I get dropped into this same situation where... It's not good enough from him. It's amateur and it's it's just poor. Like that, I'm I'm absolutely fine with him drawing the game from six two up. That happens. You can go off a little bit. Wade punished him at times, which Wade does to everybody. If they fall off a little bit, that's fine. Doing what he did in the final leg is absolutely ridiculous. From three or five, he throws a one eighty, which. Oh, great, he's throwing a 180 and left to finish. Why is he throwing a 180? Should not be ever going anywhere near a 180 because you miss one of those trebles, you don't leave a finish. It's stupid. And then he proceeds to go for the 125, going bullseye first, fine. Goes for the treble 20, fine. Then he throws at tops and misses the board. What a ridiculous dart. If you're going to throw at tops to try and leave tops, okay, that's fine. You go safe and you go on the bottom wire of it and you make sure you're in the board because then you leave a two darter. After that, he then attempts to go for two double tops, but this time he goes safe on the bottom wire on all three of them and misses them all by a long way. You, You do it the other way around. You go safe first time and then you have to go aggressive the second time because you throw one of them out the board, it's fine. You can still get two at the board. You cannot do it that way round. You can't, he shouldn't, there were so many poor darts in those last nine that he deserved not to win the game. And you keep doing that, you aren't going to finish in the top four. Okay, he's got it, he's got into it with a bit of luck because Johnny Clayton's got beat by MVG. It was poor. It was really, really poor. And I'm being harsh because at the end of the day, he's thrown 10 180s again. And a lot of it was magical for those first eight legs. But he's not won the game again. He's dropped points again. He, he could very easily be top of this Premier League if he hadn't made a lot of stupid mistakes throughout it. And at the yeah. end of the day, that could cost him a hell of a lot of money at the end of this. Well, this is what I was going to say, Luke, because... Look, it's a great performance by Wade to come back and fight back and get back into the game. Because at one stage, obviously, averaging 105 for Christ's sake and getting absolutely humped. It was basically like watching Dimmy last night. But how big is this going to be in the context of this race for the top four? Because looking at it now, D'Souza is obviously back to the top, back into the top four. Well, first time ever into the top four. But Wade is only a point off him now. If he were to beat Marco Van Gerwen tomorrow, he could go into the top four. I mean, obviously, it will have to depend on Jose losing to Peter Wright, which we'll come on to a little bit later. But this is a huge moment, I think, for Jose, because we've said it before, the amount of times he's lost games and drawn games, 
I, I think the right thing to say at the moment is he's turning into what Gerwin Price normally is in the Premier League, dropping too many points. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, his scoring prowess is literally the best in the Premier League, but po- possibly the best in the world of darts. The only person that I think could genuinely hit 180 is better than him right now is um, Devin Peterson. His talent for the game is it knows no bounds, uh, and we can... We can tell him till he's blue in the face that he keeps making mistakes. But seriously, someone needs to start to sit down and have the chat with him where they go through and talk him through every single outshot that he should be going for because it's going to come back to bite him. I honestly think he's talented enough to win a world title, win a world match player. He's got the pedigree to do that. But the mistakes have cost him all the time. I know Cam alluded to a shot in the last leg, but even he was 6-4 up, he's left himself on double top and he's, left, he's on 195 and he's gone 180 to leave himself 15. Now, we understand that the well-vetted dead cat shot that Dan Dawson's claimed. But look, leaving yourself on 15 uh, and leaving yourself with then just two darts at a double, it's just silly. He needs to be thinking about these shots. And I understand why he's done it with a 180, but he, he, he's just killing himself because he, he's just going to lose chances every single time he does this. He loses an extra point here and there, and it's going to cost him in the end because in his last few games, he's got there after Peter Wright tomorrow, he's got yeah, Aspinall, MBG, Clayton and Vandenberg. So three of the top four still to play. He's got a very tough run in. It's going to be tight. It's going to be difficult. If he turns up and scores how he did tonight, he should win probably two or three of their matches. But there's just too many chances that he throws away from miscounts and it's painful to watch. You know, it's, it's jokey sometimes. And you look at him and you think, ah, oh, you know, at least he's having a bit of fun with it. But it pains to watch him do it again and again and again. And he never seems to learn his lesson. But it, that's something that their management needs to sort out because Jose de Souza. Is, a, is potentially a world champion, but he needs to get his games because the counting is atrocious. Yeah, I'm not having it. You're not telling me that somebody who's been playing darts to this standard and for this amount of time doesn't know how to count and what the finishes are and what the out the shots to get down to finishes are. It's not. It's not the counting. It can't be. It's just a complete lack of concentration, not taking it seriously, and it's. It's his livelihood now. It's his life. Surely that means something to him, but he plays the game like he is down the pub and he's had 15 pints and he's just having a laugh with the lads. It's <laughs> That is how he plays it. And you can't do that. It's a professional sport. He is now at the pinnacle of a professional sport. He has got the chance and the talent to go and do something that every single one of us who picks up a dart wants to do. And he's just... For the want of a better word, he's just dicking around with it. No, I, I, I look, it's it's a big moment, but I think we should also credit Wadey for for coming back like he did and fighting back and remaining in there. But that could be a very very big point indeed. And I now, you talked at the start of the show, uh, Cam, about me having a bit of a confession to make, because I said last night on this show, on the on audio nonetheless, on a podcast nonetheless, that Gary Anderson's Premier League is done. I have to kind of rephrase that, I think. Luke, um, yes, he's a bit of a way off uh, in terms of uh, having to... Uh, uh, in, in terms of the leg difference, but he's only two points off top four now. And I think that that is a very, very big win for Gary Anderson against Peter Wright. It keeps him just about clinging on. He's like Mufasa in The Lion King, I think, <laughs> right now. 
waiting for someone to push him off the rock face, but he's hanging on by the, by, the, by his fingernails at the moment. Well, you know, we, we always ask the question, is MVG back? Now, is tonight the time that we ask the question, is Gary Anderson back? Was that him firing no. all Sunders once again? Do you think? No. Or do you <laughs> no. Think, I mean, Tell us how you feel, Jar. I'll be honest with you. I, I, what you're, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I do, but the doubling at, was absolutely abismal for most of that game. Not today it wasn't. No. Uh, eight of four, eight of fourteen on the checkouts was not that. There were, there were a couple of occasions where he could have easily got that. I, I most of those were at the end though. He he was very good on the doubles. I thought tonight he had a poor first leg on the doubles, and then I thought he was really good after that. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit too harsh on him. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh on him, but it was a lot enough. better than we've seen for most of the most of the tournament. I'll be honest. I mean, to be fair, I mean to be fair, uh, this is what I'm going to say. Look, 104 average. He's not bad. That's that's easily for me his best performance of the tournament. But I'm not sure whether he's back. Maybe yeah, well, too harsh. It, <laughs> it, it was it was always going to be a difficult one. He needed to make sure he got that win tonight because Peter Wright, obviously, we know the the shoulder. Whether it was there or wasn't there, he needed to take that win. He needed to punish Peter Wright and, and get the win, get over the line because he needed them points. Bottom of the league, he was in danger of being cut adrift. But as you've said, he, he's now in with a chance. He's on about ten points. I know they've said multiple times that 19 points is the golden number. I don't think it's going to be as many as that. I think it's probably going to be 18 or possibly 17 at a push, depending on how results go. So he's not a million miles outside. If he could pick up three wins and maybe a draw, there might be an outside chance that he gets himself in the playoff spot. But he's got to keep the form up. Gary Anderson, at the minute, he's not consistent enough. Back a couple of years ago when we were seeing him win World Championships, he was so consistent every match he'd come out and, and batter people. But we've just not seen that often enough but maybe there's a there's a hint there that if he gets the game together he, he can do it once again and tomorrow is going to be the ultimate test against Vandenberg and we'll have to see whether he can he can get over the line but as far as tonight's performance went I thought it was really good he dismissed Peter Wright quite easily never looked in there in any sort of danger it was jovial when Russ Prey couldn't see Peter Wright's silly points but you know a laughing guy innocent is usually a sign of a a good Gary Anderson and someone who's on form so uh, it was good signs tonight maybe I'm being a bit too harsh on him potentially um, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just personally I, I just want to I just want to see Gary at his, at his best because I will I will maintain that yes he won back-to-back world championships in 15 and 16 but I will fight anybody that tells me that the, the 2018 was not his best year he was the best darts player in the bloody world and I will not hear otherwise in 2018. He made a World Championship semi-final with his back in two. Let's not forget that. Having won the match play, the Champions League, uh, he made uh, semi-finals at the Slam, uh, made the final at the Slam, semi-finals of the Players' Championship, won the US Darts Masters. He was class. And uh, for me, he was easily, and won the UK Open as well, and for me, was easily the best player in the world that year. And that was his best ever year. And I don't know if we're ever going to get to see that Gary Anderson again. Cam... I want you to more than anything talk about Peter Wright, if I may, because we know we've got to move this on. I just don't think he looks in... He doesn't look himself at the moment. I, I don't know whether it's down to injury. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, it's, something's obviously hampering him. Yeah, he's not looked right throughout the tournament. But tonight, there's clearly something physically wrong as well. It, the throws been a little bit ropey as we've gone along anyway and he's probably mostly down to keep changing darts but tonight 
he was really struggling. Like he didn't seem to have any power in coming out of that shoulder. He was struggling to extend the arm and throw them properly, especially the third dart every time, which it was like the first couple he could sort of like the adrenaline got him through it. And then it just started to started to tire a bit with the pain that was coming through it. And he, something looked really not right with him tonight. And Gary did what he had to do. And Gary just, I think, I think that helped Gary look really good tonight because he relaxed into it because he knew that he had him from an early stage that Peter was not at it and was struggling. And yeah, I, I don't see I, that's Peter's tournament over for me. Um, yes, realistically, he could still qualify. He's not got the worst run over the next few games, but like you'd think Jose and Wade are beatable the next couple of nights that he's got if he plays well, but he did not look fit enough to beat anyone in the field tonight. To touch back I... on Gary for a moment. Yep. Yeah, like you said, I'm not I'm not sure he's back. I would love love to see him back. I mean, he did look good tonight and he looked good. I thought his doubling was was good for the most part tonight. Um like you said, with the Russ Bray moment when he pulled the glasses off, had a laugh. I'll be honest, I was surprised after that, especially when he pinged the first one right in the top of the treble 20, that he didn't follow it with a 180 because he just looked relaxed and happy and it just looked like the Gary Anderson that we all love who just, he just wants to play darts and he, <laughs> and he, and he, <laughs> he looks at that point like he was yeah, just happy. Darts. That's all I want to do. I just want yeah. to do is play darts. <laughs> yes, we, there it is. Darts. We've got the accent and that, that's what we wanted to see but I can't see Gary getting the points he needs to get into the top four because he's got a pretty horrific run coming up. Um, right. just Jimmy, Johnny Clayton, <laughs> Van Gerwen, Asp. Aspinall, <laughs> and then he finishes off with Wadey, who could also be battling for a spot in the last night, which is going to be a tough one if Wadey's got a chance of getting in there as well. It's, it's yeah, not but... the run you'd like, is it? No, I don't disagree with you, but like, say for instance, he goes and beats Dimi tomorrow night. That puts him right in the mix. Oh, of course it If is, he beats yeah. Dimitri tomorrow night, he, that puts him right in the mix. And remember his record in the Premier League. I think he's only missed the playoffs twice in his entire career, about 11 seasons. I'll throw it he's back made on the you. Playoffs in... Do you think he beats Dimi tomorrow night? I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but do you think he beats Dimi tomorrow night? You will wait for the predictions, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to segue. I'm not going to spoil the predictions just yet. Let's uh, let's move it on and talk about the table. So this is how the table looks after 9-11 of the Premier League. Results tonight. Uh, Dimi Vandenberg, 8. Nathan Aspinall, 6. James Wade, 7. Jose de Sousa, 7. Gary Anderson, 8. Peter Wright, 3. And Michael Van Gerwen, 8. Johnny Clayton, 5. At least the table looking like this after all have played 11 games. Nathan Aspinall... With a plus 17 leg difference and 15 points, leads the way. He's won 27 legs against the throw as well. That could be quite crucial as we get down towards the nitty-gritty. And remember, if you finish top of the league, you get a nice extra £25,000 in your pocket. So not, not bad at all. Goes a uh, long Michael, way up in Stockport, that. 
Well, well, yes, absolutely. That will buy you a three-bedroom house for that, wouldn't it? Um, Michael Van Gerwen, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Manchester, Jesus. sorry, sorry, Stockport. You, I'm a United fan. I'm, I'm always going to have a dig at City wherever I possibly can. Oh, uh, Michael, wow. yeah, I've got to do it, mate. You know that how it works. Michael Van Gerwen is next with a plus sixteen leg difference, twenty-three legs won against the throw. He's on fifteen points, so one leg separates Nathan Aspel and Michael Van Gerwen. Dimitri Van den Berg is next. Uh, he is on plus 11 of a leg difference with 29 legs won against the throw. So if he can improve that leg difference just a little bit, he could be top still because of those legs won against the throw. Remember, that's how it works. If you go to plus, it goes to leg difference and then legs won against the throw to separate who will be top uh, and where everybody will finish. Uh, Jose de Sousa comes next. And so those three are on 15 points. I'm going to say all three of them are there on finals night. I don't think there's any way that they don't pick up at least four points. And 19 is normally the magic number to get you to finals night. Uh, Jose de Sousa is next on 11, played 11 games. Uh, uh, he has a plus five leg difference and 12 points. Uh, so the draw was big for Jose in the end because Johnny Clayton's loss tonight means that he is outside the top four. Because he's on 12 points, but he's on a plus two leg difference as well. Uh, James Wade comes next on a, 11 points with a plus four leg difference. Gary Anderson is seventh with a minus four leg difference and 10 points. He's got a lot to do from there as well. But if he wins tomorrow, that leg difference might get a little bit better for him, particularly if he absolutely batters Dimmy. I can't see that, but we'll, we'll discuss that in a moment. And Peter Wright on nine points in eighth place with a minus line leg difference. That's essentially an extra point as well. If he does win again tomorrow, then he might still be fighting. But essentially, I think that five players are now fighting for one final spot in the race for the Premier League finals night. This is what happens tomorrow, at Friday, May the 7th, at Friday night, the darts. Hopefully, hopefully, the last night of darts behind closed doors. Please, if there is a God, please Please, please, please be the case. Peter Wright against Jose de Sousa is first up. Michael Van Gerwen against James Wade is next. Johnny Clayton against Nathan Aspel third. And then Dimitri van der Berg against Gary Anderson in fourth. Gary will be fuming that he's fourth on uh, because he'll have wanted the car to be running uh, and he would have been able to get home to Burnham on C. If he was first on, he'd have been able to get home before the final game had finished. He'll be absolutely fuming about that. But uh, <laughs> such is time life. for him to change it, yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. You know, I, when was it? Night five, was it? Uh, night five, he was first on. And night, yeah, uh, straight out of there before the... Before he'd even put his darts away. <laughs> oh, but he'd already been in the car. The bags were packed and he was gone. Uh, there was no doubt about that. I mean, he was fourth on um, in uh, Judgment Night. So he would have been fuming about that. But that first night, he'd have got, he'd had the car running. It was great, uh, no doubt. Um, right, Peter Wright against Jose de Sousa kicks us off. Big game this. Jose will have a chance to cement his place in that top four, move on to 14 points. Peter Wright must win anything else but a win and I think we could any any slim hope that he had of the Premier League top four will be gone uh, Luke what do you think is going to happen uh, in this first game on Friday night I think Jose is finally going to hold it together I think 8-5 Jose de Souza I think Pierre Wright's going to give him a bit of a game but the scoring power is going to come in clutch. He's going to manage to get over the line and take a crucial two points in this fight. Big, big if he were to win this one. Cam? I've, I've got to agree. I don't, 
I think it might be more comfortable than that. I'm going to go 8-3. And I, I, that's just down to Peter Wright. It just, I don't think there's any way you can go from the pain and the struggle he looked in tonight to that shoulder being brand new tomorrow. So I think he's, mm. he's in real trouble tomorrow. Hopefully he can get something sorted before the final week of it in, obviously, what is it, a couple of weeks' couple of time. Weeks. Hopefully, by then, he might be all right. But I think tomorrow night is pretty much a write-off for him if that shoulder is as bad as it looked tonight. So I think 8-3 might be the best he can hope for. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's not not great to see. But he's, it's yeah, that's his, his finish as well, really, you've got to think. Yeah, agree. Unfortunately, I just can't see um, his shoulder getting any better. If his shoulder is better, we might be able to see a better, bit of a contest. But if it's not, then Jose will will pick him apart like uh, like a seagull picks apart a doner kebab that's left on the floor. Um, I'm going to say... That's that, isn't it, when we get back there? <laughs> well, actually, that is actually a, what happens with me uh, on, uh, on uh, Minehead, actually. I was, uh, I was all happy to go and... And uh, make you know any a pasty uh, from the Cornish pasty shop at Minehead. Uh, went outside and got attacked by two seagulls uh, as I was walking into the press room. That was a waste of a four pound. So I was absolutely fuming about that. <laughs> um, and, uh, to be fair, my head—I nearly got decapitated. To be fair, so I'm glad that I'm still alive. Uh, back to the point, though. Jose Winters one eight four. I'm going to go down the middle of you two. So uh, Jose will be in potentially in that top. Just just to drop one right. thing in there before we go on. Isn't it nice for once? To talk about Peter Wright and okay, we're talking about his shoulder and his injury. But it's nice not to mention we've not mentioned his darts at all. In well, he tried, well, he did, well, I mean, he did change darts, didn't he? But he changed I, I, points. I, well, he no, changed yeah, but the same off. set, but points. Yeah, but he played with the what the right shoulder. ones, didn't he tonight? Like yeah. they are the ones that we want to see him play with. Yes, definitely correct. Michael Van Gogh against James Wade is next. Now, this is a really strange one because Wadey. Seems to have MVG's number in the Premier League. He's unbeaten against him now in three. But then again, though, uh, so was uh, well, so was uh, Glenn, Glenn Durrant as well. Glenn had, had, had lost to MV, hadn't lost to MVG for a while. So was Nathan Aspinall as well. Nathan Aspinall had, had made a couple of uh, decent performances and he hadn't got through the job. But, but James Wade and Daryl Gurney as well. Gurney has a really good record against MVG, certainly the regular season as well. Wade is probably one of the very, very few that has a really good record against MVG. I think it's, an, I think it's uh, three games undefeated against him now, if memory says me correctly. Um, Cam, do we think it's going to be number four? Well, you are correct. It is three games unbeaten against him, um, unless I've completely missed something as well. But, hmm. yeah, he's... He does seem to just a little bit have his number, although the one caveat to that is the fact that we've just had a poor performance from MVG, so he's due to throw in 110 again. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I am going to take MVG to win this, and I would say he breaks the streak against James Wade. Yeah. Just just on the basis of it is he's due a good one again because he had a poor one again tonight. So eight five. Wade is always gonna get some legs on the board. He'll always nick the odd one here and there, but eight five, Michael Van Gogh. 
interesting. I'll go next, and I will say that the curse and the streak, as it were, it will not be like the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. It ends at four. Uh, I actually think this would be very comfortable. If you want me to be brutally honest, I think that MVG is going to absolutely drown him. I think it's going to be eight two. I really do. I think Wadey will not have any answer for him. And uh, MVG for me will be top of the league by the end of the night. Uh, and as I predicted, as, as he would be, uh, as I predicted, he would be on the live lounge last week. So is that uh, a little you know. preview to your next selection? Not necessarily, well, because because uh, Nathan could still win, but not win it by as many legs as Van Gerwen. That's true. That's true. Luke, I am going to stick with both. I do think MVG will break the streak. I'm going to go it for again. I think Wade will win some legs. So I don't think it's going to be a complete demolition job. don't think it'll be uh, anything like 8-0. But uh, I think MVG looks powerful again. And uh, I do see him turn him over. He needs to break that duck. The same with Clayton. Clayton had some, some good form on him. And he, and he brought that duck today. So let's, let's see what happens. But I, I think that streak ends tomorrow night. Johnny Clay against Nathan Aspinall is third on. And Cam, you mentioned there about whether it's a preview to the next pick. Um it sort of is, because I don't think that Nathan Aspinall is going to win this game. But I also don't think that Johnny Clayton's going to win this game. I'm oh. going to go completely on the fence, have as many splinters as you might think that I'm going to I was just going to ask have. you about them splinters. Though. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're hurting. But I, I, I think that Johnny will, will that both of these, these guys will not want to lose this game. And I think that if, the, if you offered them a point right now, I reckon you would take. I reckon they would take it. Yes, Clayton would be a point off Jose, but they've still got to play each other. Obviously, they've still got to play each other on night fourteen. So he can. So he'll be happy enough with that. I think that Clayton and Aspidal draw, and it will be seven all. Luke, I have a feeling Johnny Clayton is going to rebound and get back to form. I think this one might go against what the. Premier League form book would tell you. I think Johnny Clayton's going to edge this one 8-5. I just see him scoring well. I see it, I see him making a bit of a comeback. I know Aspinall's playing well. He's desperate for them crowds to come in and he has played well all throughout the, the quiet period. But I just, I, I've got a feeling with Johnny Clayton tomorrow, I think he turns the style on. Well, Cam. Well, um, well, it was about time to be fair. We'd all all pick the same results, well, the same winners, at least, for the first two games. So it's about time we mixed it up a bit, wasn't it? <laughs> I wonder where I'm going with this one. I think, are you going with Nathan Aspinall to win this game? Might be a little bit, yeah. I think, yeah. and I, I don't think for once, it's it's not hard overhead for once. I actually think he's playing the better stuff. He's doubling his what is winning him a lot of these games. He scored well in the in the last couple, but if he keeps hitting 50% of his doubles, that, I think, is enough to beat Johnny Clayton tomorrow. and Or today, or whenever you're listening to this, whenever we finish recording it. Um, mm-hmm. it I think... I think 8-5 Nathan Aspinall. I'm going the complete opposite of, of Luke there. I just think it's... I just don't think if Johnny Clayton plays anything like he did tonight, it could be more than that. But yeah, I think eight five. And finally, we move on to our final game of the night, which is Dimitri van der Berg against Gary Anderson. Luke, 
Do we think that Dimi can, uh, can can keep pace with MVG at the top of the table, or will Gary potentially be right back in the mix for the top four spots? I've seen too much good form over the last few weeks to not back Dimi in this match. I, I, I still, I don't think MVG is going to take the lead of this table tomorrow night because I think Dimitri Vandenberg could do a bit of a demolition job on Gary Anderson. I'm going to go with 8-3. I think he really, really plays well tomorrow night. He, he played well tonight and Aspinall ran him close. I don't see Gary keeping up the same form. Yeah, as plastic as it sounds, you know, Gary Anderson will be thinking about going home. He doesn't want to be there all night. I do think there is going to be things like that play on his mind. And I, I just see him getting beat. I just see him getting hammered. So I'm going to go 8-3. But Gary Anderson, if he turns up and plays his game and plays as well as he did tonight, then that could be a very different result because he really can. He really can give Demi a game if he plays mm. as well as that. But I don't think he's going to be in Dimmy's head. I think there's only one player that's really worrying him at the minute. And I think that was MVG last night. So I think Dimmy gets the job done this one at three. I will... Do you know what? I I, I think you're right. I think he, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go eight four. I think Gary does get a couple more legs on the board. But I think Dimmy stays with MVG at the top. Although MVG will pull up a bit, out, a bit more of a gap in terms of the leg difference. I think... Dimi will win this game. And basically, like I say, MVG and Dimi will be on 17 points and any uh, any notion that they won't be at finals night will be done before before we get to the final week. Cam? Uh, well, first off, the former accountant in me has to call out Luke on his pick there saying that Dimi's going to win 8-3 and stop MVG going top of the table. That can't happen if MVG also wins. 8-3 um, <laughs> won't be no. enough because he won't have enough legs. Look, he will be joined top, but he won't stop him going right. top. You're right. I take it back. I retract the statement. <laughs> 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 no, I just, sorry, I couldn't, for some reason, I just couldn't let the numbers go there. But I'm well, also... It's why, gonna... you, it's why you follow darts, mate, because you like exactly. your numbers. Exactly. Yeah. I'm also... I'm going to go against you two here. Wow. I'm not saying that Gary wins, but I think he gets a draw. I think Interesting. what I saw tonight might just be enough for him to get seven legs on the board. And I think we could get a draw to finish it off tomorrow night. I think he might finish seven apiece. And that, for me, keeps Gary in it just. Do you know what? This is the only thing for me is the fact that he, he, he isn't, because uh, he's not playing first. Because he's playing fourth, he actually has to put a bit of effort in. Like, I'm not suggesting, by the way... He can't get out of there early, can he? I'm like, not suggesting, nothing, by the way, I should, no... I should stress, but now I am not suggesting that Gary doesn't put all the effort in. I'm not suggesting that DRA are going to go find him, like they find Mickey Mansell and Jim Long, <laughs> right? I'm not suggesting that in the slightest. But, like, because he's got to play fourth, like, he actually does have to play some darts. He actually has to throw, actually does have to play darts. Yeah, so, and he does I like think that to play might darts. be a big thing for him. Yeah, but I think that might be a big help for him. Fair yeah. yeah, right. So I think I think he might just he might just nick himself a point. And I mean, what what does that then do for him? What does it put him to? Eleven onto eleven, same as James Wade. By my predictions, one behind Johnny Clayton. Uh, yeah, he's he's still in there at that point. I still don't think he can get there, but. It keeps him in there and it keeps him interested. Right. 
let's see right let's see what happens on night 12 uh, I, i'll be honest with you boys i will have to be catching up on the highlights on sky because uh, i'm off out tomorrow and i can't bloody wait uh, <laughs> it's, it's still it's still too cold mate i've been out for too many so you, far too, too cold you're from the north I know, and if I'm saying it's too cold, you know it's too cold, mate. It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I have braved it for multiple nights after work for the last couple of weeks, but I have now, <laughs> I've put, I've put my foot down and said, look, I'm not doing it again until the 17th, where we can actually go inside. Well, look, look, it'll be a very interesting night ahead. And uh, like I say, I'll be heading out for the night. So uh, it will be Jack Gobby, Garwood, Lee Boyce and Cam McFarlane who will be talking you through everything from night 12 of the Premier League with you on the on the uh, Premier League Daily tomorrow. Uh, Luke uh, Pickering and Cam McFarlane, thank you very, very much indeed for joining us here on the Premier League Daily on day 11. Uh, what have we learned? Well, we've learned that Dimitri Vandenberg seems to have Nathan Aspinall's number, beating him 8-6 after a 7-5 win on night 2. Night 11 sees him get an 8-6 win to get a three-way tie at the top of the table because that third person is the green machine. Marco Van Gogh looks like he's slowly starting to find form at the right time, uh, doing the right things at the right moment. So have we heard that one before? Uh, he's beaten Johnny Clayton 8-5. Uh, James Wade comes back from 6-2 down to draw with Jose de Sousa 7-all. It was a 6-2 lead for de Sousa, missing four match starts, but it's still not all bad because for the first time, in the uh, Premier League, he is into the top four and Gary Anderson beat uh, Peter Wright 8-3 to keep his own uh, Premier League playoff hopes alive. Uh, don't forget that tomorrow as well, uh, we've got a double session of the Modus Online Lively. You can watch that from 9.30 a.m. BST on our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV. Uh, you can also find interviews there from tonight uh, with James Wade and I'm going to say Gary's actually on there as well. Yes, he is. Gary Anderson's also there. So Wadey and Gando, uh, you can watch interviews there right now on our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV as well. And subscribe there to make sure that you follow all the action uh, from the Live League as well. Uh, tomorrow morning, we'll have the action from 9.30am and then we'll have a double session. So straight after the Premier League, go and watch that as well. You've got Live Darts throughout the entire bloody day. You lucky, lucky so-and-sos if you want to watch it. Uh, you can watch it right now on Online Darts TV. Uh, also as well, don't forget that if you are out like myself, Brad Payfield will uh, be guiding you through everything on the live blog uh, from 7 o'clock BST. Uh, from night 12 of the Premier League. Make sure that uh, you uh, follow the live blog. And don't forget as well to follow us Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Online Darts TV or Online Darts on any one of those platforms and you will be able to find this. As we say, night 12 of the Premier League tomorrow, the final night, fingers crossed without fans. Uh, Gob, Lee, and Cam uh, will be talking to you through all the action here on the Premier League Daily tomorrow. But thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate it. Have a fantastic Friday. And we will see you very, very soon here on the Premier League Daily. From us all, take care. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.